Welcome to the podcast of Grace Crossing Church, where life and faith intersect. Good morning, Grace Crossing Church. Uh, it's a joy to be with you this morning. I shot this video uh, before I left for my sabbatical, but I wanted the privilege today to be able to introduce our guest speaker, who's going to be coming here momentarily uh, to minister to us. Um, the only regret I have with our guest being with us today is that I was not here to greet him, to welcome him, and then I'm not able to give this introduction in person. Uh, but I'm really thankful for uh, the privilege of having him with us this morning. Uh, Chris Beard serves as the lead pastor of People's Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I think there are two really remarkable things about this church that is 100 years old. Number one, they've stayed in the city. Where many churches have abandoned the city, Chris Beard has led his church to stay right in the heart of the city, a very racially divided city. The second remarkable thing about People's Church is since he became the lead pastor in 2001, People's Church has gone from being 98% white commuter church to now being 25% African American and 25% international. They have people from 35 different nations that worship together in collaboration every Sunday at People's Church. When we began our journey here at Grace Crossing Church toward oneness and diversity and race relations, Chris became an advocate for me. He became a champion for me. Uh, obviously been inspired by his story. It's been privileged for me to be a part of journeying with him as he, has, uh, he and I have shared stories together and have talked about our heart in this area. And so I am just so delighted to have him with us today. He's a kingdom thinker. He's a kingdom dreamer. He's a kingdom leader. Uh, he is my friend, and I commend him to you today to receive him just as you would receive me in the Spirit of God. And so would you all stand with me this morning, and would you now put your hands together, and would you welcome to our stage Pastor Chris Beard. That is, thank you, Grace Church. That is so sharp how Gil did that. That is really cool. I know he'd be so pleased with just the strength of the church in worship here today. Thank you, Professor and Elder uh, Marlon, for your leadership, Zach and team. It's just a joy to be with you guys. We've been in prayer for Gil and Kelly. My wife, Jan, is preaching today at People's Church in Uptown and uh, been praying for her. Pray for her, too. She's a little nervous, but she's going to do great. She is, she's a good preacher. Some say she's the best preacher in the house, and I think I agree sometimes, most of the time. <laughs> and I was, was texting with Josh and Ashley this morning. They're dear to me, too. Um, just love what God is doing uh, out of the life and wellspring of you, Grace Crossing, and the multiplying of his church. And uh, it's, it's kind of cool for me as a dad to be close by Wright State because my youngest, my daughter Colette, is in uh, medical school there in the Boonshaft School of Medicine. She just finished her first year and uh, actually then headed off to the Congo for a medical missions experience for six weeks, and she's just having the time of her life up in this area. She has uh, two roommates who are not yet in Jesus, one who is uh, Chinese, first generation. I don't know if she'll be an immigrant or going back to China, and then her other roommate, and that one is is still agnostic, uh, not quite atheist anymore, but agnostic, and her other roommate is, is uh, Asian Indian. Hindu background, and they watch people's online together during COVID. That's been kind of cool, but I'm also going to be saying, hey, sweetheart, real close by <laughs> in person <laughs> is Grace Crossing, and it's a joy to be here with you guys today. 
Peoples Cincinnati also sends their greetings. We are sister churches through the, the fellowship of friendship, but also the Assemblies of God Network for accountability and missional strategy together. And it's a joy for me to also give you greetings from AG Ohio, that team. Uh, is a team that's benefited much from Gil's leadership through the decades, and it's how he and I first became friends almost 30, 30 years ago was through our, our network affiliation and the Assemblies Network. Psalm 46. I like that it was already included in the, the bumper video that you had today. This psalm is probably one of my 10 favorite. You know, when there's 150 psalms, it's hard to have top 10, but this one makes it in there and has a lot of highlights and underlinings. And I knew in in my heart when, when Gil gave me what the summer of psalms would be here at Grace Crossing, I, I just had a sense this is the one I was to share out of my heart and life to you uh, from. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. God is within her and she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes... Wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Lord, in, in these minutes, as we're together in, gathered in your name, minister life to us from your word. May it be a bread of life to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. This psalm was written by the sons of Korah. Who are the sons of Korah? I think this is fascinating. Some of you have been in the Lord long enough to know the story during the time after the people of Israel have left, have been delivered from Egypt and are on their way to the promised land and there's a rebellion, the rebellion of Korah against Moses. Why are you in authority? Who made you king is basically what was in Korah's heart. He was a Levite. Why, uh, why is Aaron the big shot? Why is Moses a big shot? And I'm not. That was Korah. And yet here in the Psalms, his sons humbly sharing the word of the Lord. 
It's a fascinating story that includes one verse at the end of it. Some of you know that the earth literally opens and swallows Korah, much of his household, and then the the Reubenites that were with him who were trying to take over the power. The Lord swallows up this division literally in the ground, (laughs) like with an earthquake. Moses had said, back up, everybody, back up. It's not going to be good that for those who are standing close to these guys. But then in verse 11, Numbers 26, it says the line of Korah, the line of Korah, however, did not die out. And I think it's such an example of how God can take mess and turn it into ministry. How he can take the failings even in our family line and yet start a new work in us and through us. And that's just a backdrop of this psalm, but I think it's interesting to know. Five thoughts I want to lift out of the scriptures we just read this morning. The first is this. He is, he is, he is our strength. He is our immediate help. Fear be gone. When things are happening in our lives or or in the organizations that we're a part of, or in our nation, or, or in the local church that, that seem to mystify or, or cause us anxiety, the truth of this psalm, our strength is not in the organization, our strength is not in the bottom line, our strength is not in even the numerical strength that we feel or see in this moment around us, our strength is in the Lord. And I want to encourage you, church, this, this is a strong in-person turnout. Churches all over the state of Ohio are still struggling. All over the nation are still struggling to come out. And church online, we see you. We love you. <laughs> we miss you. <laughs> and we're excited for when you're able to be back. And I just want to encourage you, church, that despite what might be happening even in, in Gil and Kelly's life, they belong to the Lord. And he is their strength. Despite the fact that, of course, you love them so much and you're interceding for them, your strength is in the Lord. And you are his church, the Lord's church. He is your strength. The second thought and promise out of this psalm is this, from verses four and five. There is, so we started with he is, now there is a glad river. A glad river, a life river within us. And it says within the city of God, guess who is the city of God? We are. When John sees that new Jerusalem coming out of eternity, out of heaven, and there's like this melding and merging with the new earth, heaven and earth, the end of the book of Revelation, he says, and and it looked like a bride adorned for her groom. It's the church of Jesus Christ. It is we who are the city and his river is within us. His river, the river of life is within you personally. If you are in Christ Jesus, Jesus said in John 7, hey, drink of me and you'll never thirst again. Rivers of living water will well up within you. In Ephesians 2, the word teaches that the church diversely collected together like you are today from every background, different generations, different economic strengths, different languages and accents even. You come together, it says in Ephesians 2, that's what he fills with his spirit. Talk about Pentecost. Look at it, the end of Ephesians 2. It's so powerful. 
There's a river within us. It's a river of life and a river of strength. And guess what? We will not fall. We're his church. And we have a glad heart as a result. Psalm 102. Serve him with gladness, with a glad heart. doesn't mean we're in denial of any of the circumstances around us. It means they don't dictate the, the joy of our heart. His life in us is gladness. And further, his voice melts us. He loves us so much, and his voice melts the earth. He is the powerful one. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He is creator God. He is Jehovah, provider. Third thought, we know. We know we're not alone. Verse 7, we're not alone. He's with us. Not only is his spirit within us, and there's a gladness, there's a joy, there's a strength, but he's with us. Abba is with us. The Lord Almighty, the God of Jacob, and he's a fortress to us. He's a strength to us. We're not alone. Sometimes we feel alone. Sometimes I might feel small when the, the things stacked against me seem overwhelming. I remember at the beginning of COVID, the first, the first week, we, we did not know what we were doing. And we, of course, this was true for, for most churches. We were scrambling to figure it out. And the first week of COVID, we just decided we're going to have one service. This is, this is now 16 months ago. And we're going to have just the young adults because they're not affected. We didn't know the science yet, right? And we had everybody pack in at the front, all these young professionals. And half of them got sick. We're like, what? Lord, what do we do? How do we do this? But we weren't alone. He's with us. The church is strong today. The young professionals are doing well. <laughs> yeah, ministry's growing. New people are coming. New people are online, just like they are with you now. And some of you have come during COVID, and you have found the grace of Jesus Christ at Grace Crossing. We're not alone. Fourth, he does this. He shatters the enemy's weapons, verse 9. He shatters the enemy's weapons. And he did this at the cross. Psalm 76, verse 3, talks about these same images of spears shattered, shields shattered. It's at the cross that he defeated the enemy. Our enemy can, can shout all he wants, can sow all the lies that he wants, all the conspiracy theories that he wants to. He is defeated. And his lies will not prevail. The Lord has shattered the weapons of the enemy. We will walk in the truth of the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, which is for all people. And fifth, he says this. Be still and know that I am God. Yesterday, we, we held uh, a homegoing service for a mother, a teacher, uh, a church leader. And she passed at 53, and it, 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 was, it was a long process. Of course, we prayed for the Lord to heal her. And I quoted from Isaiah 57, 1 yesterday, where the, the word of the Lord says that there's this question that we have in our hearts. Sometimes when someone's taken early and they're a just 
person. They're a righteous person. They're a good person. What's going on, Lord? And yet, and what, what Isaiah, what the Spirit of God says through Isaiah is, there's something that God is doing and no one really understands, but his ways are higher than our ways. It doesn't say it right there in that psalm, but we know that from the Word of God. But what he does say there is that he's sparing them from other dangers. And, and we were sharing this time together, and the, the husband got up and gave, it was almost like a Wall Street article uh, oratory, as he, he named the different beautiful things about his wife as a composer, as a recording artist, as a teacher, as a mother, as a wife, as an encourager of others. And he, he said, the number one thing I want to share with you is, is this idea from her life of be still and know that I'm God. The room was packed. The balconies were packed. We had overflow in our, now in our cafe, we actually are able to have uh, streaming since COVID. We had to jump into all that stuff to create enough space for people to be safely spaced. There were people in there. And it was this thought that, I know for me it encourages my heart as I hope it encourages you. Whatever is going on, be still and know that he is God. His ways are higher than our ways. They're deeper, they're more profound, and deep calls to deep. We can trust him. He is an almighty God and he is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He's your fortress. He's your king. He's your defender. He's the defender of his church, of Grace Crossing, of your witness and your testimony in the city, which is on the increase, not on the decrease. And may I say from the Spirit of God, what he's stirring in me right now, your witness is on the increase because you have increasingly welcomed all people through Jesus Christ in you. And the diversely united body of Jesus, Paul calls one new humanity in Ephesians chapter two. And in John 17, it's an answer to the prayer that Jesus prayed at the last supper, Father, make them one. And you guys know this verse, oneness is your vision. Make them one so what? The world will believe that you're the Messiah. The connection to the Great Commission is profound. The connection to societal impact is profound. The influence of a diversely united, multi-ethnic, multicultural church of tribes and tongues. The purchase of Jesus' blood. Revelation 5, 9. Church like that of five is the influence of 50. A church of 50 is the influence of 500. A church of 500, the influence of 5,000. That is how the kingdom works. And this glad river in you makes you strong. You see, the sons of Korah, they had learned a few things through the generations because they repented for the sins of their fathers. And now they were ministering through Christ in them, not yet the New Testament time, but the word who was still with the father and Abba and by the spirit ministering through the sons of Korah, these strengths to the church and the people of God for all time and all eternity. May these words encourage your heart today. Father, I thank you for your gathered church, your assembled church today in person and connected online. And I pray that you will breathe confidence into them, joy into them. Laughter will fill their hearts. 
not to put away things of seriousness or those that which are sober, but to have the perspective of heaven that you win. You've destroyed every enemy and you've filled us with your joy. Your river is within us and it will water not only our personal lives, not only our collective lives, but will be an outflow from us into the surrounding city. May that be so of Grace Crossing more every month and every year. Cause them to flourish. I pray for my friend Gil. I pray for Kelly. I pray that you strengthen them. May their rest be so refreshing in this time, even as they walk together in what seems to be the shadow, a valley of the shadow of death, but may they not fear any evil. In Jesus' name. And Lord, for anyone here today or listening to the sound of my voice by video or online right now, who wants the glad rivers, may they just give their heart to you, Jesus. Help them to do that right now by your Holy Spirit. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Grace Crossing Church, including service times and directions, check us out on the web at www.gracecrossingchurch.net. We hope to see you at one of our upcoming weekend worship gatherings. Have a great day.